What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Seth, and I'm with my other host, Mark. So what's up, Mark? What's up? So uh, we are in our second episode of uh, the Sports Culture Podcast. Thank you guys for the support, and uh, let's get right into it. So uh, first thing we're going to talk about um, NFL-wise is uh, free agent wide receivers. There's some big names here. Um, it doesn't have a lot of depth in the free agent class, but there's definitely some big names. Uh, the most anticipated free agent wide receiver, the biggest free agent wide receiver is no doubt Devonta Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, thing about him is he's going to demand close to $30 million per year. That's quarterback money right there. So I do think the Packers are going to tag him as a last-ditch effort to uh, try and save, or not save, uh, bring Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay, make sure he doesn't go anywhere. I don't think it'll work, but I think they're going to tag him. What do you think is going to happen, Mark? Uh, unfortunately, I have to agree with that. He's definitely top two in the league. Uh, I think he deserves that money. Cooper Cup probably going to get near that too uh, sooner or later. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think A Rod's. I don't think that's gonna help A Rod though. Uh, Devonta Adams about to just be stuck there for another year with like Jordan Love. But yeah, I do have to agree with the uh, with the tag there. Yeah, all they're gonna do is screw up Devonta Adams there by tagging him. But it's looking more and more like that's what's gonna happen. Probably, I mean, definitely the second best uh, wide receiver in this class. Uh, Chris Godwin, he's going to be coming off of his torn ACL that he suffered in week 15 of this past season. But I don't think things are going to affect his market at all. He's a top 10 to 15 wide receiver league in the league easily. And he's really entering his prime right now. And we've already seen how good he's been. So I think he's definitely going to get a long-term deal. And it's going to be in the 18 to $20 million per year range. I have a little bit of a hot take here. I think he's going to sign with the Bears on a three or four year deal. Replace A-Rob with a better wide receiver. Him and Mooney are going to become an amazing duo for Justin Fields to grow into a good quarterback. What's your take on that? Chris Goblin, man. Huge fan of him. Uh, he really had, like, half the league's going to be looking at this guy. I don't think that injury is going to hurt his market at all. Because uh, he's he's just a stud, man. Simple as that. Uh, I think he actually goes to the Eagles. I feel like they're definitely going to be in the market for, for a big name. I think that's year. a good fit. That's so, a good yeah. fit. And you got Devontae Smith uh, up and coming. You want to give him a good mentor. Chris Godwin, also a young wide receiver, is a great mentor for him. And definitely could help just uh, Jalen Hurts become a solid quarterback. Next yeah, up we I just got. feel like that's a good fit for both sides. You know? Yeah, for sure. Around uh, what price range do you think Goblin's going to get? Uh, definitely 18, 18 mil probably. Next up we got uh, Mike Williams, uh, 27 years old now. Seems like he's a lot younger because he's missed so much time in the NFL uh, from the Chargers here. This past year, he's definitely shown that he can be the wide receiver that he was drafted to be with that high first-round draft capital. 
but he's going to be demanding way too much money. He said that he wants wide receiver one money, solid wide receiver one money at that. And he's only had one really good year. He hasn't proved that he deserves that. So that's going to be in the 15 to $18 million range. I don't think the Chargers would be willing to pay him that. I mean, what what do you think? Do you think the Chargers would be willing to pay him that? I mean, I don't think he's going to get that from any team. I think he's going to get low when, like, he, he could edge out 12 to 15 mil. He's definitely worth that. But for me, he's just too inconsistent. I wouldn't even give him 15 mil. Like, 2018, he had 700 yards. 2019, 1,000 yards. 2020, 756. This year, this year, 1,100 with 39 more catches than 2019. That's only 100 more yards. Like, he's just way too streaky for me. I agree. He's definitely going to get his money, like, no doubt. I, I think he's going to get that 15 to $18 million, but it's not going to be from the Chargers. Chargers have Josh Palmer coming up, and Josh Palmer, I love Josh Palmer. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver, too, next to Keenan Allen. Uh, I think he's going to replace Mike Williams just fine. I don't see any reason for the Chargers to re-sign him. I think he's going to go to the Raiders. I think the Raiders were going to be hoping that Devontae Adams was going to hit the free agent market so they could take a swing at him. But I think the Packers are going to tag him, which uh, leads the Raiders to go for a way worse wide receiver and Mike Williams, overpay him, get him on a three- or four-year deal. So that that's where I think Mike Williams is going to go. Yeah, I'm thinking if his market is thin, he could go back to the Chargers on a one-year, like, prove-it deal because then, you know, that'll help him out next year. Um, but I think the Colts might take a swing at him two three years you know they definitely I mean their offense is going to be totally different next year because uh, I know they're not trying to waste uh, Jonathan Taylor's prime you know they already said Carson once kind of out the door so I think they're going to be in the market for some uh, offensive uh, playmakers Mike Williams and Michael Pittman that's a pretty damn good duo right there so that might be worth them overpaying him a little bit to get that duo for uh, whatever quarterback they have next year, whether it's once or not. Uh, next up, we got Allen Robinson. Obviously, he's a great wide receiver, but he had a horrible, horrible year. Uh, I think it was 400 yards and one touchdown this year. Yeah, 410 yards yeah. and one touchdown. 66 targets, man. That's rough. I mean, I don't know. I've seen reports that um, Matt Nagy didn't evolve him in the game plan, and that's why he had such a down year, but that doesn't make sense because they tagged him. But, uh, I mean, he was viewed as a clear top 10 wide receiver before this year. And, I mean, I still think he can return to being a top 10, maybe 10, but probably more like top 15 to 20 wide receiver if he signs with the right team. And luckily for whatever team signs him, he's not going to be as expensive as he would have been if he didn't have this down year. I think he's still going to get decent money in that 13, 12, 13 to 15 million dollar range per year range. And I'm thinking he signs with the Jags, goes back to the Jags. I think he's going to see the potential in Trevor Lawrence. think he has a bright future and is going to want to be that lead wide receiver one for him for the next three or four years. 
on a 12 to 15 million dollar per year deal what's your take on that uh, a rob man i mean you just watch him play he is one of the best route runners in the league dude his passage is so crisp man he definitely he's definitely gonna get his bag i think he's gonna get more than that honestly i think he's gonna get like 16 mil he definitely deserves that he could you know he has he has two to three more years of you know his prime I'd... i don't think this year is really gonna taint his value at all you know rookie qb bad head coach you know it's really not it's really not the uh, formula for any success. So I think he goes out to Las Vegas, you know. Las Vegas is a good destination for him. They need, they need some uh, help in that, that core. You know, Henry Ruggs, everything that happened. They're just a mess right now, honestly. They need some big help. I think A-Rob could be the one who brings it. I love Hunter Renfro, too. He could definitely mentor Hunter Renfro. Renfro is a young wide receiver. I think we've seen, we, we all love Darnell Mooney. I think A-Rob was, a, he had definitely had a part in Darnell Mooney's breakout this year. I think he's definitely a good mentor for Mooney. So, even if he goes to the Jags, if Jags could draft wide receiver or something, he could be a mentor for them too. Jags, Raiders, those are definitely probably top three spots for him. Uh, next up, we got, uh, we got Odell. He's 29 years old. Coming from the Rams, uh, Odo no doubt proved that Baker was the true problem in Cleveland. I mean, he returned to being a top 20 to 25 wide receiver in the NFL. We all saw how good he was. He had a crisp connection with Matt Stafford. Even with the torn ACL in the Super Bowl, the Rams are going to want to bring him back. He's He was obviously a great teammate, and he was a great wide receiver. He's going to miss most of next year. But he's going to take the discount to sign with them. I think he's going to re-sign with Rams on a two, maybe three-year deal worth uh, at 12 maybe $13 million annually. What do you think is going to happen with uh, yeah, Odell? I agree with that. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to get. I don't know how many uh, years he's going to get either. But I definitely see him back in the Rams, no doubt. He was a huge part of their success this year, especially in the playoffs. Man, He... He, he was, was lighting it up in the playoffs. He was going to have yeah. a really good Super Bowl if he didn't get injured, too. Yeah, man. He, I mean, he helped them even before his injury. So he went out He went out strong still. Um, I'm a huge fan of Odell, you know, especially being from New York. Watched him a lot growing up. Uh, he's a great player. Deserves He deserves a lot. So I think the Rams are going to bring him back for sure. Yeah, it's going to be at least a two-year deal because he's going to miss almost all of this year coming up. But yeah. I'm thinking definitely with the Rams. Uh, next up, we got Michael Gallup. He's he's young, 25 years old, coming from the Cowboys. Uh, and he can definitely be a very good wide receiver, too, for an NFL team. He was a very good wide receiver, too, um, opposite of Mari Cooper before the Cowboys brought in CeeDee Lamb. But uh, unless the Cowboys end up cutting or trading Amari Cooper to save that cap space, I think they have no reason to re-sign Gallup. I mean, Cedric Wilson showed he's a great wide receiver three. He could even, I mean, Cedric Wilson could even be a okay wide receiver two on a team. So Cedric Wilson stepping in, being their new wide receiver three, uh, is good for the Cowboys. Gallup has no reason to return there. He's not going to demand too much here. They're probably in the 
11 to 13 million dollar range the acl injury is probably going to affect his market a little bit because he's going to miss a little bit of this uh year coming up but i don't think a crazy amount uh i think he's gonna actually sign with the bucks to fill uh godwin's void obviously a big downgrade from chris godwin but the bucks aren't going to attract any huge wide receiver free agents unless they are able to pull off getting Aaron Rodgers or something like that. So I think the sign with Bucks on a three-year deal worth around eleven to thirteen million dollar per year. What's your take? Yeah, Michael Gallup. Uh, he's never done anything really crazy, but his potential is through the roof, man. Uh, he turns twenty-six tomorrow, actually. Um, you know, oh, really? the young guy. He's been in the league four years. Uh, I think he goes to the Bears. You know, young QB. They need to fill a void in uh, Allen Robinson. I think that's a good fit for them. I feel like that helps Justin Fields a lot. You know, Mooney gets his guy next to him. I think that's a good match. That's a pretty good duo. Mooney and Gallup, very young too. Next up, uh, we got Juju. Uh, he, he was injured all of last year, really. But I think people have forgotten how explosive Juju is. He's not going to demand too much. His time in Pittsburgh is, I can't say guaranteed done, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be done. A team like the Chiefs, Chargers, or Eagles are going to pursue him probably. I mean, Steelers could resign him. I'm not going to say that's for sure not going to happen, but I don't see it happening. Um, I have him going to the Chiefs on a one-year deal worth 7 to $8 million exactly what uh he had the choice of the ravens chiefs and Steelers last year he ended up resigning with Steelers. i think instead of making that decision he's going to go to the chiefs this this year what do you think is going to happen Juju, hometown hero for pittsburgh unfortunately uh i don't think he's going back there last year chiefs and ravens both really wanted him Ended up staying in Pitt, so I think that's where he goes. He's either going to Kansas City or, or Baltimore. Um, you know, hopefully Baltimore. I'm a big uh, Lamar guy. That he needs some help. Uh, my bad. My dog started barking. <laughs> you good? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Definitely Chiefs or Ravens are probably going to be the spot. Maybe a team like the Chargers or Eagles as well. But uh, Chiefs are probably the top destination. I mean, obvious Super Bowl contender, so. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to bring up Calvin Ridley here. He's obviously not a free agent, but day every day it's looking more and more likely like he's going to get traded. He doesn't seem like he has a future with the Falcons. Um, I mean, where do you think he's going to get traded if he does? I think, you know, if he does get traded, I think Dolphins are front runner. I, they I think that's kind of a hot now. take. He likes, you know... I think he's looking to make a splash for this Dolphins team. Um, I think the GM of the Falcons uh, already said, you know, they were going to try to do whatever they can to make him, uh, you know, make it a good parting. So I think he's definitely out of Atlanta. Uh, I think the Dolphins would be a good spot for him, man. Tua, Waddle. That's definitely a possibility, but I don't see him going to the Dolphins. I see him going to a team, uh, well, what do you think uh, the Dolphins would trade for him? 
Uh, I think Falcons are just going to be asking for some some assets, you know, some picks. They're they're in like a weird spot right now. They still they're still holding on to Matt Ryan. Um, so I think they just need to get younger. So probably like a second and some uh, some day three picks. Get that done. That. I'm uh, I haven't gone to the Eagles. That's one of the teams talked about the most when talking about Ridley trades. Uh, I'm thinking they're going to trade higher draft capital for him. I think they're going to trade the 19th pick for him. And that might seem a little bit high, but I think if Ridley does get traded, he's going to be willing to play football. And Eagles have three first-round picks. They can afford to trade uh, their latest one and take a swing at Ridley. And uh, Ridley paired with Devontae Smith. It's a monster duo right there. Both of them former... Alabama Crimson Tide. Jalen Hurts, also a former Alabama Crimson Tide. I think that trio could definitely be dangerous. So I think Ridley's going to go up. End up going to the Eagles. For the 19th pick. All right. We got free agent online. That's a big one. Uh... You know, pretty good class. First guy we got, longtime vet, really one of the best guards in the league, Brandon Scherf. Um, he's gonna get he's gonna get good money from a few teams, but he's gonna have a lot of options. Unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> sad for you. As a commander fan, <laughs> he's not going back home. He's out of there, man. Yeah. Uh, I think. Chargers could take a run at him. Uh, you know, they have their philosophies are uh, pretty O line heavy, like pretty trench heavy. Um, and, you know, that guard spot is one they need to fill. Uh, and they have a really good O line. So I, I think they're going to try to make a heavy run for Brandon Sheriff. I think that's a good spot. Uh, protect Justin Herbert, obviously. And their O line could definitely use some work. I think that's a pretty good spot. Sean Slater, Brandon Scherf. Uh, that's that's a pretty good O-line right there, if, especially if they get Scherf. I mean, it was improved last year, but uh, they could definitely use another piece with Brandon Scherf there. I think he's going to sign with the Bengals. We all saw what the biggest need the Bengals have, and that's O-line, no doubt. If they can solve O-line, they're golden. They need to go all out for O-line. And if they can get probably the best guy in this class, in this free agent class, I think that's definitely a step in the right direction. I think he'll sign with them on a three-year deal worth uh, 18 mil per year. Yeah, I like that spot a lot. Uh, you know, he got sacked seven plus times twice in the playoffs two playoff games yeah you just can't have that you can't win can't win a super bowl he like won, that he won one of them but he couldn't get it done in the big game so it doesn't really matter i like that spot a lot man i'm expecting the Bengals to be pretty uh align heavy in this free agency as well i agree there um next up we got uh tampa bay's ryan jensen you know he's one of the best centers in the league for quite some time now He's never missed a game since signing with the Bucks in 2017. Uh, I think both of us pretty 
content on him staying with the Bucks. Don't really see him leaving. Yeah, I think he's for sure going to stay. Yeah. Even with the Bucks kind of, I'm not going to say going into rebuild mode. They're not going into rebuild mode, but there's a possibility they're going to have a big step backward. He already got his ring with them. They're probably going to pay him the most. Sign with them on a three-year deal worth about 10 mil per year. That's a pretty good contract for a center. I think that's where he's going to stay. Yeah, 65 straight games, man. That's pretty impressive. You know, Arians probably want to hold on to that. Reliability is sure. the, one of the biggest biggest talents in the in the league. If you're reliable, you don't miss games, then that all teams want players like that. All right. Uh, moving on to some a little opposite, Teron Armstead. Uh, he has an injury history. He's a little streaky. Um, he's definitely, you know, top ten tackle in the league though when he's healthy. I agree there. Uh, I think he's definitely out of New Orleans. There's no really future for him there. I'm thinking he goes to the Dolphins. You know, he's probably gonna get upwards, 18 mil, 20 mil. Uh, what do you think about that? I I don't think that's the bad landing spot at all. I mean, Dolphins need the O-line help, but I definitely agree with your takes there. I mean, he's very injury-prone, but he's one of the better tackles in the league, so a team will probably take a swing on him. Uh, I don't think he's returning to the Saints. They already have the highest-paid tackle in the league with Ryan Ramsack. So I think they're going to let Armstead go with his injury history. I mean, they could re-sign him so they can solidify having one of the better offensive lines in the league. But I think a team with a young quarterback is going to overpay Armstead. And I think that team with a young quarterback is going to be the Jaguars. I think they're going to sign him on a three-year deal worth 19 mil per year. Try and uh, protect Trevor Lawrence and hope that helps um, him flourish and develop into the quarterback they're hoping he does when they stick him with the first overall pick. I like that spot too. You know, Jaguars, another team that's going to be heavy in the O line. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, another QB who's getting killed last year. Um, so I kind of hurt his play. But uh, moving on. Um, we got Orlando Brown. He was traded last year to the Chiefs. Um, you know, pretty young guy, a pretty popular guy in the league, one of the better tackles. I think uh, he stays with the Chiefs. You know, I agree there. No reason for him to leave that Super Bowl team. Uh, he's probably going to get you know, upwards of 20 mil. Yeah, I agree there. I mean, the Chiefs aren't going to want to have him leave. He's going to be a centerpiece of their offensive line for the foreseeable future. He's 25 years old and already an elite tackle. A young star left tackle isn't going to go anywhere if team actually cares about having a good O line. I think he's going to stay with the Chiefs on a five-year deal worth uh, about twenty-two million dollars per year, because that's really the market for tackles. If you want your star left tackle to stay, all right. Next, we got uh, James Daniels, uh, Bears guard, moving to back, coming back to guard. Uh, he's a young guy, man. Sneaky, uh, sneaky young man. 24 years old. You know, Fields, rookie QB, man. Need that O-line. Uh, 
I think they're definitely going to bring him back. I agree there. I agree there. I mean, he's young. He's not going to demand too much money. I mean, I'm thinking around 11 mil per year. Uh, I think they'll get him on a five-year deal to help protect Fields. I also wanted to... We don't have him down here, but I wanted to uh, bring up Lakeland Tomlinson for the 49ers. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, with Trent Williams injured, he was a bigger part of the offensive line than he was anticipated to be. And he made the Pro Bowl last year. I think he was a great piece for that offensive line. Uh, he had a 75.2 pass blocking grade. Uh, so I'm thinking he's going to stay with the 49ers on a three-year deal worth about nine mil per year. I think he's out of there. I think he's going to the 305 Miami. Uh, Mike McDaniel, big fan of his. Uh, he's another guy who's he's missed one career game in uh, seven years. That's so pretty big props to him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's really underrated. He's very underrated. I think he's going to get his worth in the market for sure. Uh, I think Miami is going to throw a big bag at him. I can see um, Miami getting him. I really expect him to be uh, starting at guard for them next season. Moving on from the O-line, we're going to go over to the D-line. Uh, talking about the interior D-line first. There's not an exciting uh, free agent class at all here. But we have a few guys to talk about. Uh, Akeem Hicks, obviously been one of the better interior D-linemen for years now. He's 32 years old now, though. Uh, but even at age 32, he's among the best he tackled in the league. But I think it is time for him to leave the Bears and bring Chase. I think he's going to sign with the Bills on a two-year deal worth about eight mil per year. The Bills' biggest need is probably interior D-line men. They have some guys leaving with Mario Addison. Uh, I think he's going to sign with them ring Chase because they obviously have a Super Bowl roster there. And uh, I think he's going to help solidify that defensive line even more for the Bills. Where do you think he's going to end up? Team Hicks, great player in the league. Been on a long for, been around for a long time. I think he's going to go to the Ravens because they need to fill void um, with the next person we're about to talk about. Calais Campbell, I assume you're talking about. Yeah, uh, big man. He's 35 now, so he's definitely uh, going down there, going down with his uh, football talent. Um, but he did say he wanted to play for one more year, and he's he's pretty good for a 35 year old, and uh, he's a leader. So I think the Ravens are gonna get him on a one-year deal worth $8 million, have him resign with them, and retire after that year. The Ravens have a good team, so I think he will be fine with returning to them. Where do you think he's going to end up? Uh, Clayus Campbell been league hella long before I was even born, man. <laughs> Actually, 2008, I was born. Never mind. Uh, I think he's either going to go to the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs, you know, they took a shot on uh, Melvin Ingram last year. Which was, I was really surprised he went unsigned uh, through free agency. I really wanted the Dolphins to sign him, uh, but nope, he stayed free agent for a few months. So 
Chiefs took a chance on him. I don't see why they won't take a chance on Kalias Campbell. You know, get get um get the big man next to Chris Jones. Uh, and if he doesn't sign with the Chiefs, I just see him retiring. I don't really see him going anywhere. He really has no future with any of these teams. I mean, if he wants to ring chase, the Chiefs are a good destination for him. Yep. Um, uh, coming up next, we got... We got Futak Futakasi. Sorry, I just butchered that name. Um, from the Jets, he's young, twenty six years old. He's I really like him. He's been one of the league's most underrated interior defensive linemen for the past few years. He's a really good run defender, a great run defender at that. And last year, he improved uh, with his pass rushing abilities too. He had a career high sixteen quarterback pressures last year. He's youngs and the Jets. Should want him to return. Uh, I have him returning to the Jets on a three-year deal worth about $7.5 million per year. I think that's a pretty good deal for both sides. What do you think about that? Um, I just want to try to pronounce this dude's name real quick. I cannot pronounce his first name, so I just... Folaronzo Fatukasi. I think you got it. All right. I think he's going back to the Jets as well. Uh, he's actually, surprisingly, a pretty big name. Um with the defensive free agents. He's getting a lot of hype. Uh, his birthday is also tomorrow. So, happy birthday, Florenzo. So he'll be Michael turning Gallup. 27. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't really see a reason for him to leave the Jets. And I doubt they want him to leave either. So, him and Keenan Williams will be a very good duo for the foreseeable future. All right, moving on. We got, uh, moving on to our edges. First up, Chandler Jones. The dude is just, he's, he's a baller. I don't know what else to say. He's a straight baller. Dude's a beast in the trenches. Yeah, that, uh, what, five and a half sacks that first game last year? Yeah, I mean, he's crazy. He has uh, 108 career sacks, 33 forced fumbles. Crazy. Uh, he's 32 years old. He still has, still has a lot in the tank. Um... I think he's going to the Broncos. I agree there. I think I think they're trying to uh, fill Von Miller's void there. Yeah. Uh, how long? How big of a deal do you think he'll sign there on? I think he's actually going to sign on a two-year deal. Probably going to get like thirteen to fifteen mil, kind of like on that Kyle Van Noy type deal. Yep, that's exactly where I have him. Except I have him on a three-year deal, but it could be two years. I mean, he's thirty-two, so he's decently old. All right, next guy, I got another old head, Vaughn Miller, another just straight baller. Like, there's not much really else to say. 116 career sacks for him, 27 forced fumbles, 150 games. Like, he, he's just different, man. Um, I really don't see him going anywhere. Definitely staying in L.A. Uh, probably on a two-year deal. What do you think about that? I agree there. I think he's going to stay with L.A. Obviously, just won a Super Bowl with them. And he was a big part of that Super Bowl win. Uh, I think they're going to re-sign with them on a two-year deal worth about 14 mil. Uh, he's not going to demand too much because he's 32 and not nearly what he was previously in his career. But I think 14 mil per year is a pretty good, uh, pretty good contract for him. Yeah, I like that a lot. Next up. Uh, Jadeveon Clowney. 
another old guy. All these guys are just Tw- twenty nine years old. Yeah. Um, you know, another great player. He's been on and off the last few years. Uh, he's been bouncing around teams. He's literally been in four teams the last four years. So that's kind of interesting. That's why I don't think he's going to stay with Cleveland. I think he's going to go to the Colts. I actually like that a lot, like, out of all the teams he's been with recently. You know, Quiddy Pay on the other side, good mentor for him. I love Quiddy Pay. So that's, that's a yeah, good duo Colts right there. Just, Colts have a really good linebacker uh, core, so that, I feel like that would help them a lot. I actually think he's going to re-sign with the Browns. Uh I think the Browns are going to give him the biggest deal, and that's—I mean—it's going to be a one-year prover deal, uh, worth thirteen, about thirteen mil. I think. I think the Browns are going to offer him that. He's going to take it. He did have a really good year this past year, though. Before that, he was kind of deemed—I uh, mean, really a bust. He couldn't generate pressure. Really couldn't get sacks. He was a great run defender, but not a good pass rusher. And he had nine sacks this past year, so. I think he uh, kind of redeemed himself, and I think he's going to get another one-year approved deal and see if he can continue that pass rushing dominance. All right, next up, we got Randy Gregory. Uh, he's really been helping the Cowboys out a lot recently, especially you know the historically bad defense. He's one of the bright spots. He's been one of the bright spots the last uh, two years. Um, he has about... 10 sacks last two years uh he's missed a few games but yeah he's really a big help for them especially when uh lawrence is out i think he's going to the browns you know uh because of my you know clowny uh take i think that'd be a good spot for him uh he's 29 i think he could nail out two-year deal with them I think that's a good spot. Um, I love Randy Gregory. Uh, I mean, he was really good. He was pretty good last year. Uh, Cowboys had a really good defense. I mean, Mike Parsons really elevated that defense, but I think Randy Gregory was a pretty good pass rusher for them last year. I think he's going to sign with the Falcons. Falcons have a glaring hole at edge. Dante Fowler is probably gone. Uh, I think he's going to sign with him on a three-year deal worth about Ten and a half million dollars per year. Not a big deal, but it's about what he's worth. Um, Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, it's really, you know, it's close to home for me. I'm a big Emmanuel Ogba fan. Uh, I have a jersey. He's a great player. Um, got traded from Kansas two years ago. Really been making a name for himself in Miami. Uh, nine sacks the last two years. He's a really he's underrated a guy. He's really yeah, underrated. He's just, he's just a force down there. Uh, I think Dolphins are doing the most they can to re-sign him. Uh, Mike McDaniel just said yesterday they want him there a lot. You know, he's, So I think they're going to hammer that out. I think he's about to get four years 15 mil i think he deserves all that money every single penny man uh you know the dolphins defense uh i don't think is going to be the same if he leaves i think he's pretty crucial to that team i think they want him back for sure i agree there i think uh he's gonna get a three or four year deal 
worth about 15 mil per year. I think he's more than worth that. He's been a great pass rusher for them the past few years. Only 28 years old, too. I think that's a perfect deal. Three or four year, 15 mil per year deal. I think they'll get him on that. I'm moving on a little younger guy, the youngest guy in this uh, in this class that we've talked about, Harold Landry of the Titans. Um, pretty great, pretty good player, pretty underrated. Uh, I don't see a lot of people talking about him, but he's, you know, he deserves the hype. Uh, he had 12 sacks this year. He played all 17 games. Five sacks last year, nine the year before. You know, he's pretty, he's pretty dominant for us. Tennessee. Very sexy young uh, man too. Yep, very handsome young man. I'm looking <laughs> at him right now. Uh, only 25. I think he's staying with the Titans. You know, I agree uh, there. He's a pretty attractive name uh, in this whole defensive class. He's going to have a lot of hype, going to have a lot of offers to, you know, pick from, but I don't think the Titans uh, are going to want to see him gone. I, I, I think they're going to make a huge run at him throw him a lot of money him and Bud Dupree is a very good edge rusher duo I mean he's young he's going it's going to be his second contract here I think he's going to resign with them on a four-year deal worth about 15 and a half mil per year I think that's the perfect deal for them on both I'm sides a big fan of Bud Dupree I am too and a big fan of Harold Landry as well so that's a very this good pass rushing deal lie. I do not like Bud Dupree at all why not uh you know 2016 Oh. Uh, wild card. AFC wild card. I know game. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so moving on uh, to the NBA section of our podcast. Uh, first of all, let's talk about uh, the Sixers. They're the headline of the NBA right now because Harden is lighting it up. Harden and Embiid is looking like really the best duo in the league right now. I mean, what do you think about the Sixers, man? Yeah, I mean, they. I, I think they've played two games together with uh, Harden and B. They're just steam, absolutely steamrolling. Uh, Harden's debut game, if I'm not wrong, was against the Knicks, right? Yeah, it was, it was against the Knicks. Yeah, man. Uh, 26, 9, and 9. like Almost a triple-double. And, and then, um, you know, he did it to him again. Back to back, why not? Uh, twenty nine, sixteen, and ten. Like triple double in the second, second game James as a Harden, sixer. Obviously, just it's a great acquisition for them. Um, Embiid doing his thing, thirty seven, three and nine. He's just one of the most dominant players right now. It's not even a question about that. And tonight or last night. 27, 4, and 12. Like, I don't know. They just really can't be stopped right now. Only, you know, it's a small sample size, but I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that in the next uh, two months. I mean, Embiid is uh, the, the MVP front runner, in my opinion. I think he will be the MVP once the season ends. And yeah, small sample size, like you said, only three games played uh, against Minnesota, against the Knicks twice. But uh, in each of those games, James Harden either almost had a triple-double or had a triple-double. And Embiid dominated in all of the games, too. They've won every single game uh, by a decent margin, too. Um, 
the Minnesota game. I mean, let's look at this. James Harden's plus minus in the Minnesota game. His, he was plus 35. His team was plus 35 when he was in. The first next game, his team was plus up 19 when he was in. And the next game, he was plus or, mi plus or minus up 10. Or not 10, uh, 9. So he's obviously been a game changer for that Sixers team. And he might take him to the next level. We're also got a. We're gonna talk about possible playing teams. Oh, know. hold the phone! Hold the phone! Fifteen minutes ago, DeAndre Jordan signing with the Philadelphia 76ers. Really? Wow. Yep, he was just uh just cut by the Lakers. Um, I mean, he's kind of washed. Nah, man, he he's a beast under the uh, under the boards. He's just. He's just a bully down there. He's gonna be the. I'll give them some good depth. Sixers new Andre Drummond. Yep. Well, that's some breaking news right there. Uh, we're also gonna talk about. We want to talk about uh, the possible playing teams this year, on uh, in each Eastern and Western Conference. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, you're looking at really the Raptors, Nets, Hornets, Hawks, and Wizards are going to be those teams in contention for the playing spots. Uh, who's your favorites to come out of that playing? Out, uh, out of those teams? I think, as it stands right now, uh, I think, honestly, the Raptors might beat the Nets. Nets are just too streaky for me. Obviously, when they're healthy, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know like, if we're ever going to see that team healthy together they've played like the James Harden era they played like 13 games together or something like that's kind of ridiculous yeah I mean I'm thinking the Raptors and the Nets will both come out of the plan and end up being that 7-8 to eight seed which is what they're at right now and they're definitely the best teams out of those groups I mean you got the Hornets Hornets are a great young team but I don't see them being the Raptors or Nets right now Hawks are another Apparently, young team uh, how it works is the seven and eight play each other and the nine and ten play oh, each other? Oh my bad, my bad. I had a little brain fart there. How, I had a little yeah, brain fart there. That's how I was talking about. And well, it really depends on how the rest of the season that shakes up because Hornets and Nets are one game apart from each other right now. Uh, and the the Raptors are just a little bit ahead of them at thirty four wins. But if the that Raptors means... and Nets played. It would definitely be. I think the Nets would come out on top just because of their talent, um, their top talent, KD and Kyrie, obviously, and I love Seth Curry. But the Raptors definitely I mean, yeah, have the better chemistry. It's four pretty decent teams. Um, for the first time in a long time, I haven't uh, seen the East this good. In a while, East has been really bad the last few years. Um, the top five seeds in the East are really good. It's a really good race for those top five seeds right now. Yeah, the East is actually competing with the West for once. Heat, so Heat Bulls, cool Sixers, Bucks, Cavs, those are all really solid teams. And that's the top five. I mean, yeah. I would take the East top five over the West top five right now. I mean, it's really close. Like, NBA is actually pretty competitive this year. 
It's yeah. kind of cool to see. The, the play-in play for the West... I think the play-in teams for the East are better, way better than the play-in teams for the West, though. You're, um, the playing team for the yeah, West, you're looking at the T-Wolves. I, I, I love the T-Wolves, but after that, it's the Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, Trailblazers. They're going to be the teams in competition for the playing spots. Yeah, I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting the T-Wolves to be in it. The Clippers, though, props to them. They've been... Without Paul really George like, and Kawhi? Yeah. their whole team, like, literally. Damn, yeah. Reggie Jackson <laughs> leading them? really good. Uh, the Lakers just suck, man. I don't know what to say. I'd rather the Pelicans, honestly, be in it. They just got blown, they need... blown out by the Pelicans. Dude, the... Yeah, the Lakers just... I don't know. LeBron just can't think, carry a team anymore. You know, I think it's coaching, too, honestly. Yes. I've heard the rotations are really bad. Frank Vogel uh, sucks. Yeah, he's definitely going to get fired. He, Frank Vogel could have been... Um, the second coach not to be fired with LeBron, but it doesn't look too likely. I think he's definitely getting fired after this year. As they should. Because, yeah, this team is horrible. It's it's not that talented of a team, but when you have LeBron and AD on a team together, it shouldn't be bad. It should be a playoff team for sure. And Yeah, you know, a lot of the Lakers fans were, like, holding on to, you know, AD's injured this, when AD comes back that, like... He's been back the last few nights, and it just, like, has not worked, man. I mean, yeah, they just I got blown out by Pelicans. Their chemistry yeah. is horrible. They just need to blow up everything this yeah, offseason. Russ needs like, to get out of there. It's bad, man. I think, like, the only really bright spots right now, AD and Malik Monk. Like Malik Monk Malik has Monk's actually been, been pretty good. Yeah. yeah, he's been a yeah, great I've always been option. a big fan of him. He, you know, he kills the, the heat every every game he just drops 50 on the heat but um trailblazer yeah, is another team, team like that trailblazer is another team like that i mean it's damon nobody they made the worst move this this season yeah yeah they just got rid of cj and it's not even like i don't even think that's a bad move for them i think no, cj will have been great keeping name like they need to get rid of dame it's not dame's fault like that, they just need to totally rebuild. Like the team just sucks. That that Norman Powell Roko trade was, I don't know. What oh they're yeah, thinking. that was that was bad too, man. He, Norman Powell's in uh, he's in Toronto now, right? No, he's with the Clippers. Oh, he's in Toronto. You don't remember that, that trade? No, I don't. Norman Powell was really good. It's a fleece. I love Norman Powell. Yeah, it was uh, Norman Powell hey. and Roko for. Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson in a second, oh, yeah, 2025 yeah, yeah. second. I just forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. But Norman Powell has been lighting it up for the Clippers. Damn. They signed him, right? The Raptors signed him, right? Like, last year? He got traded from the Raptors to the Blazers. He got traded, okay. For, Damn. for yeah, uh, Gary Trent Jr. He's a hell of a player, man. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Trailblazers just need to blow it up. Like Dame, yes. Unfortunately, it's like kind of late already. He's wasted so many years there. Yeah, he's like thirty-one I've been now. Saying Dame, yeah, I've been saying Dame need to get out of there, but he just never did it. He's just too loyal to that team. And he needs to just leave for his own sake, and for the Trailblazers' yeah. sake. And he's thirty-one. He could, you know, he could have an, a good four years left still, but not in not in Portland. It's not just not gonna happen there. I mean. 
what team do you think he could possibly go to? Go to and be good? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, no, I would have liked... You know, like, Philly would have been nice. That's like, really nice. I was thinking that, too. James Harden, yeah, I agree. Before James Harden, but now it's kind of lost. But he just, like... It's it's Damian Lillard, like it's Dame Dollar. He's a baller. He could fit anywhere. He just needs like he needs a good supporting cast, man. He deserves like he deserves a playoff run. I agree. A long one, like the one he had. What's up, everybody? Uh, Welcome to the sports in 2019 culture podcast. Twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen against like, the host. Thunder. He hit that game winner. That was a good run, but it was just him, man. Like he has no help there. He's never had any help there. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, Dame needs to get out there for his own sake. I mean, they've already started blowing up that team, and now it's just Dame, and they don't even have a good second option. They don't have a good third option. This is Dame and a bunch of nobodies, and they're getting blown out every freaking night. So I feel bad for him. I mean, they're, they've lost three in a row now. This offseason, he needs to demand a trade. For his own sake. Yeah, I think it's possible. They just traded CJ. You know, I was his buddy for a long time. Uh, so, I, you know, he's probably, well, he's probably a little ticked off at that. And they they traded him for nothing, too. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, I remember they got nothing. Well, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't to the Pelicans. Yeah, it was, uh, let me, let me. Yeah, it was to the Pelicans. Good trade for them, honestly. Yeah, McCollum, Larry Nance, they traded Larry Nance Jr. to Anthony Snell for uh, Josh Hart, Thomas Sedaransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Didi Luda, a 2022 first-round pick protected. I'm pretty sure it was uh, lottery protected. And uh, two future second-round picks. I mean, yeah. honestly, that was a good trade for them. To get yeah, off, it was really good. To, to get off the contract. You know, trying to compete for that spot, like I think it was a good move for them. Speaking of the Pelicans, how do you feel about how do you feel about Zion and New Orleans? Like Zion, got to be the most laziest player of all time in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even a horrible I, match. Like, I don't even know when he's gonna play again. Uh, they said recently they said uh, four to six weeks. I, I like. I feel like I haven't seen Zion in like. Yeah, what's up? What's up? It was weight. At least, dude. is he still over damn three hundred pounds? Was he over three hundred? He was at one point. He was. Oh my god! I think he's at like two eighty now, but still. He's a big boy. That gumbo man. I'm sure they they feel it, pretty bad about uh taking him over John now. Some Marty God parade like was making fun of him for being fat. <laughs> like he just. Oh, it's so sad. Like, I mean, I still think he has a lot of potential. Like, I still think he could be he's, that guy. He's great when he plays, but dude, it's he never it's plays. It's really unfortunate how like quick, uh, you know, Zion and New Orleans just fell out. Yeah, I'm sure uh, New Orleans is feeling pretty bad about taking him over Jaw right now. Oh, yeah, man. Jaw's a he's so good. Top he just ten dropped, like, in the MVP year, right? Yeah. Well, he he had that game winner. Do you see that game winner? Dude, he had like, like 10 highlights that game. I didn't even see it. I saw the dunk, though. He was just posting. The game people. winner. There was 0.2 seconds left in the game. And uh, they just threw the ball from the from the offside of the court all the way to jaw. 
Jock caught it, and as soon as his feet touched the ground, he just threw it up to the to the net, and it went through, and they won the game like that. It was one of the craziest game winners I've ever seen. Yeah, he dropped 52, man. He's just, he's different. Way better than Zion, uh, obviously. Yeah, man. big job fan. But, I, was ru I was really ruined for him to win. Um, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year that year, yeah. It's like, Zion ended I didn't up think taking Zion that, right? deserved it at all. He didn't. He didn't. John? He didn't take it? No, no, no. Zion did Yeah, take he did. It, right? No, I'm saying he didn't uh, yeah, deserve yeah. it. Yeah, no, I didn't. I think I didn't Josh should probably win uh, most improved player this year. Yeah, man. I mean, he's turned just into a top definitely. three point guard easily. Yeah, definitely should. Like the jump he took, and he wasn't even bad last year, but the jump he took was crazy. He got, you know, he got bigger, he bouncier, but he just he's all his averages went up. I'm pretty sure yeah, all his averages have gone up. Oh yeah, they have for sure. I think the the rebounds and assists are close, but he's averaging like eight more points. Yeah, no, he's uh, I mean, and he's a top ten in the MVP voting too, or in MVP candidates. He might yeah, even be... he might jump up to the top five by the end of the season. He'll be top five uh, eventually. I mean, the Grizzlies are forty three and twenty, and it's all code jaw. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. too. I love him, but Jaw is definitely that reason why they're why they're top three seed in the West right now. Uh, Jaw is just different. You watch him play, and he's just he's one of those guys who makes plays. Like he exactly. makes watching the sport fun. Exactly. Like, he's like a Lamar Jackson type. You know, he's just I one agree. of those guys. Coming from a small college, Murray State. Yeah, but he's just postering seven footers like it's nothing. <laughs> it's fun to watch him. But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our second episode of the Sports Culture Podcast, and we'll see you all next week.